Hello, welcome to the But Are You Happy podcast. My name is Christine Vega Perez, and I'm a decision-making and accountability life coach. I'm here to help you feel calm and confident to tackle all that life throws your way. I'm an RN turned life coach, mama to my two amazing boys, and fulfilled a dream goal with my husband of relocating from Pennsylvania to Florida. On this podcast, I'll share strategies and tools to get your mindset right to go after what you want with one core question in mind. But are you happy? Hello, welcome back. Thanks for being here. So this is episode 11, and I'm going to be talking about my calming practices. And several times throughout my life, I've been told that I've, I'm so calm. And it's happened in different areas. And some examples are at my job as a nurse, I'm an RN, and during, you know, very stressful situations, I have been able to maintain my calm and help guide and get us through difficult situations. I was fortunate enough to be in nursing leadership and got to work with amazing nurses and really help guide them. And I found that when you're in such stressful situations, it's so important to be able to maintain your calm. Also, just in other areas like when I remember when I was in the hospital, this was April of last year and it was unexpected. I had to have my gallbladder removed. Um, so it was, it was stressful. I was unexpectedly, you know, removed from work and my ch- children's lives. I couldn't lift them for a long time. And there was just a lot going on. And while in the hospital, the nurse actually said to me that the room just had this calming vibe every time she came into it. Mind you, I'm here a patient, you know, in pain and everything, but I just always, you know, emitted that calmness. So my hope is to share with you how I achieve that because I know it's not easy to stay calm in stressful situations. But it's helpful because when you can, you can make decisions more clear and you can, you know, prevent yourself from really getting worked up over things that maybe don't matter or that you have no control over anyway. And so then you can keep yourself calm enough to quickly turn that over to then become joyful and happy again in in a situation. So Some of the practices that I do often are deep breathing, meditation, and movement. And I really feel like those are three of my key practices that keep me calm, that keep my foundation of calm. And if you've been following me for a little bit, I do stress that building this foundation of calm is the beginning to everything else. It's how you then can layer on goals and really start planning out and achieving more and growing. But it's hard to do that if you're in a constant state of stress and overwhelm. So if you're able to rein that in and identify what works for you to build your foundation of calm, this is what can be really helpful to to start adding those building blocks for everything else you want in life. So deep breathing, there's a couple methods 
The main one I do is box breathing, which is four in, hold for four, four out, hold for four, and you go back in. And another method that I recently was told about is instead of having to hold for so long, it's just four in, hold for two, and then release over eight. And sometimes that feels a little bit better than trying to hold for four seconds. So when I'm saying these numbers, it's the number of seconds that you're either inhaling, holding your breath or exhaling. So it's the box four, 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 or four in, hold for two and exhale over eight. I like deep breathing because you can do that anytime. You know, some of the other methods that I use, I can't just do it anywhere, but I will do this literally when I'm microwaving something if I'm standing there just kind of waiting for a minute, I'll start doing my deep breathing exercises. It just really brings you calmer. Even if you don't feel stressed out, it feels good. Get that oxygen flowing. Take that moment for yourself. If you're waiting in line somewhere, you're at a red light, use those opportunities to really build up your foundation. And that's what this is doing. So that's for deep breathing. I also meditate. This is a newer practice for me. And I never really thought I would have been someone that meditates and now I swear by it. And if I fall off and I don't do it as often, I really notice it because I have less patience for my husband, for my kids, you know, I can just tell. So meditation, and that can look differently for everybody. I started off with just putting some kind of tranquil music when I was trying to fall asleep and I meditated while, you know, that five, 10 minutes prior to falling asleep. So that might be a, a way for you to incorporate it. Um, I also then built up to actually just listening to that during the day, whether it be at my desk or sitting on the floor in the morning quietly before the kids wake up, which is harder for me to find that time. Um, so it's more now sitting at my desk and eyes closed, focusing on your breaths. You can use guided ones. You can just put on tranquil music, whatever works best for you. And then the other thing is it could look different. You might not just be sitting still. Sometimes people do walking meditation where you're just going for that calming walk and focusing on your breath while walking. So figure out which one works for you. There's plenty of YouTube videos. And I know ideally 20 minute meditation is what really shows the best benefits. I'll be honest, I have not worked up to being able to incorporate that routinely. 20 minutes is just a longer time. I pretty much stick to five up to 10, I would say is what I'm able to do. Um, so don't feel like you're not doing it right or you're not doing it long enough because even attempting, even giving yourself 30 seconds of that calm is going to be, if that if you weren't doing it prior, that's going to be more than before and it is still beneficial. And meditation is a practice, so you don't have to get it right right away. It's okay if your mind is wandering. Just bring it back to your breath and you know keep trying. That is still beneficial. You're still doing a great job and getting some benefits out of that. And then the last thing is movement. And again, I more recently have focused on movement more for my mental health, not because I wanna lose weight. That was a big shift for me. My whole life, I've been trying to lose weight, right? I'm a woman in this society. So 
weight has always been something that has been a bigger focus. And in my mind, movement, AKA working out and exercising was solely to lose weight. And I'd say maybe the past year or two is when I shifted that thought process. And I really do my movement now for mental health to decrease anxiety and stress. And it makes such a difference. I just feel so much better when I regularly work out and it's scientific, right? We, when we move and we work out and we really, you know, push our body, increase that heart rate, there are neurotransmitters being released. Those feel good, you know, receptors and hormones are being released. So our brain is releasing serotonin and endorphins and dopamine. I'm sure you've heard of these before. And they actually put you in a better mood and they calm you down. They're they're doing this in your brain. It's not a made up thing. It's not just something that we you know, are hoping for. It's actually happening. Your chemicals are changing and that's what's released. And there is going to be that benefit of feeling more calm and it lasts throughout the day. And initially, if movement is not something you're currently doing, are you gonna be tired? Hell yes. If you're not used to moving, you are gonna be tired and you, you might be thinking, I don't know what she was talking about. I don't feel good at all. I'm exhausted. And you do have to push through that a little bit. I'm not saying go crazy hard, work it up slowly. Start with a 10 minute walk, then add five minutes when you feel good with that 15 minute walk you'll be up to a 30 minute walk and that's all beneficial so it's not necessarily going to be easy right away i'm not saying go crazy and push hard because you're still getting benefits but don't give up on it that's what i am saying is yes it might be a little hard but you can do it and and the benefits are well worth it so those are the three main strategies And I mentioned how when I keep up with this consistently, I can tell that I have more patience for my kids. I just notice that things that maybe previously would irritate me, they just don't. And that's an awesome feeling to kind of see it pass on by. And it just does not affect me the way that I know it has in the past. Feels really good. I'm not wasting energy on something silly. I have more energy to have fun, to work on my business, to you know, hit new goals to get creative and really start figuring out what I want to do in my life rather than wasting the energy on little things that previously would have pissed me off, put me in a bad mood. And you're not as you're not productive. You're not, you know, getting things done or being creative and thinking about your true desires, not when you're in that state. So being able to limit that makes a big difference. It comes full circle. So Those were the main practices, but I have two other tips, I guess. They're not really strategies, right? Those are more like, what are things that I can do? And then I have two other tips to keep in mind. So another way to maintain your calm, to to keep that foundation of calm, this might be, I want to say maybe the most important thing, is to not get consumed with what other people are thinking. We create a lot of stress and overwhelming feelings on ourselves because we're so worked up about, well, are we doing this good enough? Because what will people think and say? And that can be in so many areas, work, raising your kids, your outfit, um, how your life is going right now, 
I mean, there's so many things that we're, we're causing this extra stress because of what are, what are other people going to think? And I know that's easier said than done to just ignore what other people think. But if you can rein that in, and if you find yourself stressing and worrying and creating this overwhelm over a certain situation, take a moment to think, do I really care? Am I getting worked up because I care? Or am I getting worked up because I think somebody else is going to care? Because if the answer is that somebody else is going to care, you need to try to let that go because they're not living your life. This is your life. You are the director of your life. You're making your decisions. You're living your life day in and day out, not them. So don't waste that feeling and stress and all of that over somebody else's thoughts and opinions. I'm not saying completely disregard everybody's feelings. I know that we have relationships and we need to take other people into consideration. I'm just saying if you're stressing on a regular and it's because of what is somebody else going to think about, that's got to stop. It's not healthy. It's not good for you, right? We can't live in that state of stress and anxiety all the time. And we have to just really take a moment to stop and think, is this something that I want for me? Do I care about it? Because if not, then let's just let it go. Take that deep breath, do the meditation, go for a run, go for a walk, do some yoga, and realize that they're not living your life. You are, you're living your life. So that's one. And then the second one, also hard to do, but really helpful, and I'm still working on it, is realize that you can't control every outcome. And this is another difficult thing, but it does create a lot of anxiety. When we want to stress and worry about all of the what ifs, it can drive you insane. And it's not helpful because it's not something that you can necessarily control. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Focus on your now. What can I do now? How am I feeling now? How can I boost my energy now? Stop worrying about what's going to happen in the future because you can't control it. And I always think of um, my my dad always says, well, you know, ni modo, así es. Like, oh, well, it is what it is, right? Like that's a comment that says whenever something kind of shitty happens, like, or I don't know, something breaks or, you know, whatever. It's like, así es, ni modo, así es. And that's the attitude because we can't stress out at the fact that our brand new, you know, car just got totaled. Is that, is, I'm not, obviously that's a terrible feeling. I get it. And I'm not saying, oh, have no emotions. We're going to have emotions. But if we can rein them in and not let it affect our entire, you know, week or months and get so worked up about it that we're causing all this extra stress on our bodies, you know, taking those deep breaths and creating that foundation of calm will allow you to get into that situation of, you know, a car accident or whatever. Um, and be a little bit more prepared to manage it. Is it going to suck? Do you have to get a rental? Is your insurance going to go up? Yes, those things can occur, but it might not completely derail everything that you had going for yourself. So those are some of my thoughts. I hope this is helpful. Let me know what you think. You know I'm always here. If you have questions, follow up. If you want to hear about different topics, please let me know. And as always, leave a review. I am pulling a winner at the end of 
every month. And I'm, as I'm saying this, realizing we're in March 2nd. So I will call out the winner at our next episode next Friday. Have an amazing day. Thank you.